Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm Kerry and this is episode 61. I'm very excited to have with us today Annette from Awards Australia. Annette joins us from Melbourne and being a really close neighbour to me, it's lovely to have her on the show. Annette gave up the battle to resist joining the family business in 2005 and has embarked on an amazing journey of self-education across social media, online platforms to support the business, and also, as if that wasn't enough, Annette has started a podcast, a passion project during the COVID pandemic. Wow. Welcome to the show, Annette. Hi, Kerry. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. I really appreciate your time and thanks for being here. And we're just going to dive straight in and and, uh, unpack this episode for the listener. So, Annette, would you be able to share with us your journey um, and, you know, just a little bit of how this all came about for you? Sure. Well, my husband used to work uh, for an awards company uh, 38, 39 years ago. And when the owner wanted to uh, retire, we, we always say we like the business so much we bought it. And so we've owned it since 2005 and I've been moonlight, I was moonlighting as a bookkeeper up until seven years ago when I actually came into the business as a, as a proper employee. Uh, I knew nothing about the business. I knew about the books, but yeah, wow, just awards programs just are great. You just see so many great people. And yeah, so, um, but when I came in here, they did everything the way they'd done it for the last 20 years. They were faxing instead of email marketing. So no social media or no, none to speak of and doing ticket sales over the phone. So hundreds and hundreds of ticket sales and then a manual invoice posted out to the ticket purchaser. So, wow. So let me just say when I came in, uh, I've been working for a, a large company. I was an office manager for 200 people. And I came in and there was a lot of change in the first year. I bet. Wow. Yes. Yes. So how did all that transpire and how did everybody else adopt to that? Like you've come in and and obviously being a family business, you know, there's a lot of grace with family members, but what a transition like that must've been epic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people didn't like it. We had a staff then of about five. We've got 10 now. Um, it, 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 It was difficult but once they saw the change and the automation, um, people just really got on board then. Uh, and I keep changing things up. <laughs> Everyone does groan when I go, like, oh, I've been researching this new software. And <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one thing that I live by. If you don't like change, you shouldn't be in business because things just need to evolve all the time, I, I believe. So what were some of the major, like other than the moving from, uh, manual systems to automated systems, what happened in the, particularly the social media space? Like you said, there was no presence before? 
No, uh, once a week, we would do an, an FF, which was a Friday follow. And you just, you weren't really posting, you were just getting the two or three people that had liked you that week to, and you just sort of FF, I didn't even know what it meant, but we weren't posting, we weren't commenting on people's posts. Um, we run 14 award programs and each of those has their own social media um, pages. So we each got Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. So social media is a beast now. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've got a, a part-time graphic designer who helps us with, um, you know, some of our, our fun graphics. And um, yeah, so we just literally have two two and a half people who probably half of their day is, is on social media. Wow, that's that's insane to go from so little to so much in, in a short amount of time. I can imagine what that looked like. So, um, Annette, share with us because did you know social media prior to this? Was this your space at all? Were you involved? Yeah, yeah it was. Um, I'm, I just love technology. So every time there's a, there's a new social media thing, um, I'm onto it, you know, and I'm researching it. And I always have approached social media like a science so I, as I say, I research it, I work out the algorithms, I just have fun with it. So I like to inject that into the staff instead of just a drudgery. It's, you know, really how many more likes can we get and how many comments can we get? And yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And you've got a little motto as well. Could you share your motto with the listeners? I do. Now, I have taken it from someone else, of course, but it's ready, fire, aim. Ah, Awesome. That's kind of how I approach life. Uh, Always has been, much to my mother's disgust, because I never did anything really properly or thought it through. I just thought, I've got an idea. Let's just do it and work out how it's going to go as we're doing it. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good good way to to live, especially in business, because it's all about the doing. You know, we can procrastinate. We can actually get stuck in the weeds and, you know, start to really deep dive into the the how and and what it all means. But if we don't take action, nothing happens, right? Absolutely. I'm not reckless, but at the same time, I'm just determined and full speed ahead and you know happy to work things out as I'm I'm doing it yeah and I love the fact that you're self-educated so take us back on your education journey you know where that kind of where you left school what happened from there and and you know what you enjoy about self-education now Mm. well back in the day it was really only maths economics chemistry physics uh, and I was I'm an arts and music girl you know if they'd had uh, home economics as a year 12 subject, if they'd had computers, um, coding, I'd have, I'd have loved year 12, but I failed year 12 because I just hated the subjects. They just didn't suit me. I mean, the most exciting thing I think I did in year 12 was a, a one-term touch typing class. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Other than my maths and, and, uh, and art. But um, yeah, uh, school back then was just not made for creative people. Yeah. You know, I just, gosh, if I was if I was doing year 12 or, you know, secondary school now, you know, there'd just be so many subjects that I could do that, you know, I could be good at. But anyway, so I failed year 12, uh, sort of did all sorts of little jobs and stuff, but I just worked my way up because I've always put my hand up for something. So, you know, if I didn't know something, I'd either learn it myself or I'd ask if I could go on a course, um, 
along the way I've got trained as a bookkeeper and then now I've just really created my own space of learning all sorts of technology. Um, I love customising um, software like Eventbrite. Most people know Eventbrite. Yeah. The way I created Eventbrite was just was just amazing. I just customised it so much and I just had so much fun. Um, and we've got an event software which I uh, create uh, custom reports which can upload to zero and all sorts of things that the, the event software wasn't really designed for, but I just sit there and I work it out. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, my God. You, you, I, I love this this space of, you know, you're finding what you can use in the business but tailoring it to the business as well. And, and clearly you've got that that passion and that research mind behind you to bring this uh, forward into the business and you know make it work for you guys which is fantastic yeah yeah I was reflecting on what I was going to say in the in the podcast and I remember my dad he was a electrician owned a shop you know we used back in the day we used to fix toasters and kettles yeah yeah throw them out well he would sit me down and, and show me to undo a toaster and show me you know where the little elements were and what he was looking for and I think that's how I approach things in life I sort of look at them, I unpack them, and I sort of work out how I can make it better or how I can fix things. And so I think that he started me on that mindset. Yeah, definitely. And that and that's a really good um, experience to have behind you because you've seen that for yourself and you've been in those areas. So naturally for you now, you know, probably from your childhood, you know, those components and, and understanding the components is really what you're bringing into the business now, which is fantastic. That's amazing. So tell us about your self-education. Where, you, where do you go for your self-education? What's your number one space? Number one space is YouTube. Yep. <laughs> yes, um, uh, used to be Google, but mm-hmm. Google kind of leads you on some weird paths which aren't always the right path. Um, so I go to YouTube first, and um, I always watch three different YouTube videos on the same topic just to make sure that I'm getting the right information. Um, and then, yeah, then I just freeze the shot and go and practice what was happening and then come back and, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned that because with YouTube, I've, I've used the same method and I'll actually have like two screens. I'll have YouTube open and the actual, you know, software that I'm working on and use it side by side. I'm constantly hitting pause and then doing it myself. I learn by doing. It's it's a doing um thing in my brain more than more than reading and I think the visual aspect of YouTube really helps us you know with those screenshots of the processes and you do it a few times and it just gets embedded in your gray cells and, and you can go forward from there would you agree I do yeah I, and I think I'm halfway between a visual and an audio learner so YouTube is great because I've got kind of both of those yeah yeah, yeah. awesome You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at Biz Nation Support Group.
So with your social media self-education and, and that journey that you've gone on for the business, did that come from YouTube as well or some of it, pieces of it or other platforms? Or was it just test and measure across the platforms? It was mostly test and measure. Uh, back in the day when I was really learning it, um, I was using Google then. Um, didn't know about YouTube <laughs> seven years ago. Um, once one of my sons got me onto YouTube, I haven't been able to stop watching it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, we're just a lot of test and measure. Yeah. And yeah. with LinkedIn, I've really been working on my LinkedIn and uh, done a couple of uh, online courses um, on, on LinkedIn. And uh, we had, um, had social media company come help us with our um, Awards Australia social media because we tend to forget about that. We were, you know, thinking about our programs more than, than our actual company. So they said, oh, let's have a look at your LinkedIn. And they couldn't pick a fault in it, so it was great. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, that, that must have been so rewarding to get that feedback from their little audit and, and oh, you must have been so excited. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, the Awards Australia pages, not so much. <laughs> We're working on those. Yeah, I think there's always pieces that are a work in progress, no matter, you know, what stage of business you're at. There's always areas to improve and things change. Social media changes all the time. How do you keep up with that, Annette? <laughs> I don't know. There's <laughs> the answer to that one, but I just keep trying. Um, as I say, we tested measure um, for our business We've gone off Twitter and we're focusing more on Instagram. Yep. So we don't do anything on TikTok. I've been, uh, I've got a personal TikTok and I've been looking at that, but I don't know that it translates for our business, but there might, you know, there might come a time where we uh, would do that. I'm playing around in Clubhouse uh, where we've met a few times. Yeah. And uh, look, I, I, it hasn't got us any business yet but it has got some nominations because people are interested in like oh what do you do so you know often people will be emailing me and and uh so we've got some nominations so that's good haven't got any clients yet but <laughs> yeah early days though right like it's you know really just just started and I think everyone's still finding their place and you know it's like every social media channel or platform that comes into the world you know it takes a while for things like the dust to settle and people to work out you know how they're going to use it I think that's one of the biggest things is it where your audience is you know is is that the best platform to be on like you said about TikTok you know not every business relates to TikTok uh, it's quite an interesting space. I, I love it quite a lot and spend a lot of time on it. And I think it's interesting, you know, the whole YouTube space because I'm finding a lot of education on TikTok now. So that's that started to move across. And, and I think I like the fact that it's a minute, you know, it's not a 30-minute, you know, kind of video that you have to watch. Sometimes you can get a, a really small snapshot of a, a little hint or tip or something from TikTok. So I really like that platform for that reason as well. Oh, cool. Yes, well, I, I practised uh, starting a room last week, but uh, oh. there were a few crickets. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think I've got to get the marketing right. Uh, people on board 
Yeah, Good. definitely. Yeah. And and again, early days, you know, Clubhouse is fantastic. I know a lot of people are adopting to it. Uh, the fact that it's still on iOS only and by invite, I think, you know, it's still slightly limited, but it's expanding so quickly, like massive things are happening in that space. I remember joining a couple of months ago and it, it grew very fast. Like I think it went from maybe a million users to like 8 million just in a matter of weeks. So I think that's, that's going to keep growing. And I think, um, it'll present itself how we can use it. You know, that'll that'll come to us in time, which we just need to keep our, our minds open to these opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Now LinkedIn's creating a, some sort of audio platform too. Yeah, there's a few getting around and I think it's like anything like when TikTok really exploded and Instagram brought out the reels, I think they all kind of look at what their competitors are doing and, and look for opportunities to tap into those experiences as well, which is great. I think it gives us choice and opportunity and, and I enjoy when new platforms do, uh, either new platforms or existing platforms do new things. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yep, yep, me too. And another good place for learning is LinkedIn. Um, oh, I read a lot of articles on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is good for articles. I always considered LinkedIn my newspaper. I always had it kind of in that little basket. I had Facebook for the family slash business social space. <clears throat> I had Instagram as my, I called it my nightclub because it was all kind of fun and, and happening. And then LinkedIn was the professional space for, for those articles. So I agree with you on that one. That's That's a really good point. So, Annette, tell me about um, your podcast. What is your podcast about? How did this come about? What was the, the why behind this story? Well, um, where do I start this? It's called Inspirational Australians. And during COVID, when we were locked at home, we, as an event management company, had to cancel all of our gala dinners. Me, as a bookkeeper, had to refund upwards of $70,000 worth of tickets. Ouch. Which took a lot of time and it was really depressing. Mm. Um, so I just sort of sat there and went like, you know, what can I do? What can I do? I just need something to re-energise me. And we'd always been talking about, you know, we should have an alumni for our winners or our finalists. And I went like, oh, well, I can just do a Facebook group. So off I go, email people, that was great. Got, I don't, only got about 800 people, but, you know, it's a pretty cool little group. And then I went like, we've got all these great people with all their great stories. Why don't I do a podcast? So I hopped on YouTube and I went, oh, it's actually a little bit harder than, than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a little bit of help started starting our first three episodes with the audio editing and stuff because I didn't know how to do that. Um, paid a little training course and we are now up to episode 37. Wow. We literally just interview a winner or a finalist from as far back as 2005 and just about their story, what winning an award has done for them and yeah it's just just a cool little podcast. Yeah oh that's amazing and again more self-education like I want to sit next to you day to day. Like I think, you know, be, being shotgun with you and, and seeing all these things that you explore and, and all of these opportunities that you take hold of from this self-education space, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Can I just come up, come on over and, and sit next to you? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, 
I just love, I really do love learning. It's just, it just inspires me. It sparks me up. Do you sleep? (laughs) (laughs) I sleep very well. have an on off switch (laughs) oh that's good that's good I I think um that's something that I'd struggle with if I was doing so much like you are that you know to actually switch off of an evening I'd be on YouTube and it'd get quite late and I'm sure I some one of the family members would push me into bed at some stage oh yes yeah it's all good so episode 37 did you say 37 so you've been going week on like weekly episodes yep weekly just um one week in January um I didn't we just missed an episode and I went like oh well I won't be too hard on myself the world won't collapse if an episode doesn't come out on a Monday so yeah yeah and I think in the new year and you know kind of getting our heads around 2021 all, all would be forgiven I'm sure the listeners would understand um so that journey of, of learning about the podcast what did you find at the beginning that you needed most other than the editing experience Oh, um, how to get guests. Even though we we have a plethora of people, you've still got to get them, lock them in, and then, you know, something happens and they can't do it. And just trying to have four or five episodes pre-recorded, I hadn't uh, appreciated how much work that part would be. I thought the most work would be the podcast part. Yeah. Uh, I have learnt. I've been on another podcast um, and... Uh, she, Catherine, um, had this great automated process of locking you in and you put your bio in, you attached your photo and there was not a lot of emailing back and forth. Mm. So I've improved those processes as I've gone along. Um, so now we're quite automated in that aspect, uh, as are you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that we need to change your title to Automation Queen. Like you, <laughs> this is what you do, you know, all this research and stuff that, you, that you're doing behind the scenes that I'm sure I can imagine the amount of time that you're putting into all of the projects that you're investigating and bringing into the business. And, yeah, I think that's incredible to, to say the least. But also, you know, this automation space, like, like you said earlier in the episode, you know, when you joined the business, everything was done manually and, and you clearly saw the need for you know some systems and processes that you could bring into the business to just you know streamline everything that's fantastic i'm working on another one at the moment from our website to automate from our website we currently every time someone submits a nomination we send a media release to their local paper which means you've got to create the media release which is kind of a mail merge but then you've got to attach their nomination and then you've got to email it so I'm working with our web designer to automate that. So as soon as someone submits their nomination, the media release will go from the website. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. intense. Oh, yeah. my God. That's fantastic. Annette, you've got to come and sit with me. I reckon there's so much automation that you can plug into my side. Like you mentioned about my process of getting on the podcast and and that was honestly, I probably haven't spent as much time on it as I, as I should have. Um, but yeah, that was the first thing that I saw when I started getting more guests was, you know, having this process, this system, I use Calendly, as you know, and then it taps straight into my, my Microsoft Outlook calendar so that everything's scheduled, you know, 
know, that very, very little goes wrong unless life happens. That's the only time that something happens, which happened to us. And I'll confess. Um, but yeah, most of it's uh, quite streamlined, but I think I could do more. I think you could teach me many, many things. I, I'd be excited about that. You can always do more, Kerry. Yeah, definitely. So what's next for you, Annette? What's What else is coming down the line? Have you got any other projects in mind at the moment? Um, I do. It's nothing to do with work. I want to do a personal podcast, oh. which is sort of two-pronged. I'm go- I think I'm going to call call it What's for Dinner. Oh. And so we'll be giving some tips and some ideas and, you know, that kind of like virtual, like looking in your fridge and what have you got and what can we make? Uh, but also adding, which is one of my passions, is food waste. Mm. Tips on not wasting food and how to use up things. Um, and once again, back to your fridge, you know, what have you got there that's starting to look a bit sad? Yeah. What, what can we tap into before it expires type of thing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. Are you thinking that that's an interview process, like with an actual guest, literally with their fridge or freezer by their side? Is that what where it's going? Well, I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really thought. I thought it would be a mix, but I've, I am overthinking this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, I've done the cover art. I've written out a little bit of a strategy. Um but I, I sort of haven't fully thought about it. So I probably should just get on this weekend and do an episode. Well, you could. You could just hit record. And even if it's just your intro about what the show's going to be about, that might actually help you unpack it, you know, to actually do that recording a couple of times and come up with some different versions of what it's going to look like. Sometimes it almost becomes a sound, well, it's literally a sounding board. You know, you chatting to the microphone about the podcast as your intro may un- unravel exactly how it's going to go. That would be cool. Mm, yes. Yes, I think people, when they pull up at the lights, think I'm crazy and that I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I'm just interviewing myself. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I love that. Thank you. Awesome. So, Annette, before we wrap it up, where can we find you? Well, you can find me personally on LinkedIn. Um, uh, Hopefully people will see me on Clubhouse because I try to get on most nights. And... um, yeah, just, just LinkedIn, I think, because that's got all my contact details. If anyone wants to contact me, I've got my phone number and my email there. I'm up front with my contact. Awesome. And if anyone does know of someone that wants to nominate or you know someone that's doing something great, yep, pop to my LinkedIn, shoot me an email. And what we do now is we don't get people to write out a whole submission. Say they want, like, oh, Sally down the road's been volunteering, she's amazing. We just need to have Sally's contact details and then we contact Sally. She answers the five questions because she knows best what she's done. Yeah. And that way we're getting a lot more nominations and and better quality too, nominations. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm going to pop some links into the show notes for the listeners. And this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, your story, all that self-education and and methods that you use. It's, It's really been a lovely, lovely chat today. Thank you. Thank you, Kerry. I've enjoyed it too. No worries. We'll chat really soon. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes. And I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. 
Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.